been in the middle of the sugya the, of Amir Akum, and then we move to not just Amir Akum, who is someone who is a neighbor of yours who you did not hire, but what we call an Amir Akum Powell, someone who you actually hire to do work for you, to do malacha for you on Shabbos. <clears throat> and while we're in, uh, in the midst of that Pasuk that discusses and we have um, the Mechilta already quotes that you can't even do Malacha through Goyim and we had the discussion whether that's Menatora Midrabbanon so I figured instead of going deeper into Amir Akam, let's take a, uh, a detour it's not really a detour it's the same basic sugya and discuss the doing Malacha through a, um, a Jewish person but the Jewish person is under Bar Mitzvah through a cotton, what we call a Shvisas Katan on Shabbos. <clears throat> the truth is that uh, this discussion of asking, I remember growing up, I don't see it so much anymore, but I remember growing up being asked or seeing other people asking or showing the light to the children or asking the kids to do malacha. I think that the generations have... Uh, learned a little bit more and we realize that there is something wrong with this or there's a problem with this and we'll have to see why what the issue is today where it comes from what the status of doing malacha through a katan is uh, is on Shabbos but the truth is in discussing malachas or averas being done by those who are under bar mitzvah it doesn't just uh, relate to Shabbos matter of fact there's a Gemara in, which is well quoted in Yuvama Staff Kuf Yudalid that it discusses a sugya of machilin oso can you give a katan something that is not kosher when I talk about a cut, we're not talking about someone who's 11, we're talking about someone who's, who's two years old, who's one year old. Is there an issue? You're not eating it, and he's on the bar mitzvah, so what's the problem? I'm not, I'm not eating the trefus, and he's on the bar mitzvah. So, and he's not doing anything wrong. Not only on the bar mitzvah, but he's under, uh, the age is what we call of a higiyalachinach. He doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. So is there such a problem? The truth is that this, um, uh, discussion appears in a few different places. If you take a look at the Rashi, in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra, and I said Vayikra, I mean Parshas Emor, Vayikra, Vayomar Shama Moshe, Emor Alakonim, Bnei Aram, Vayamarta Alehem, Lenefesh Lo Yitama Biyamov. So, uh, Hashem says to Moshe, tell the Kohanim, tell the sons of Aaron, tell Aaron and his sons, that uh, they're not allowed to become Tomei by uh, coming into contact with a uh, with a dead person or any derivative of a dead person. They cannot become Tomei through a mace. That's what that um, Pasuk says. So the Chazal were sensitive to the language in the Pasuk where it says, Emor el hakohanim. Via Marta Alehem, that's not standard, that's not typical. Usually we say Vedavashem, Amoshalem or Darbel of Israel. Say to them, via Martins, and you should say to them. Why that funny language? The Rashi picks up on the Gemara and Yivama Stafkofiadal, where he says, Lahazir Hagadol, Lahazir Gidola Malakatan. And this is not just telling the adult Kohanim not to come into contact with the dead person, not to become Tomei through the dead person. There's actually two different things that I just said. That's really halacha of Tumas Meis, but the, the, the Pulse can discuss whether there's the halacha of coming into contact with the dead person, or is there halacha of, I'm sorry, is there halacha of not becoming Tame through contact with the dead person, or is there halacha, in addition to that, of not coming into contact with the dead person, even if you don't become Tame? Would there be a halacha that you're not allowed to come into contact with the dead person, even if it's not going to make you Tame? How is that even possible? So we'll have to save that for a different time. But that's part of the discussion of, um, of 
of, uh, of the laws of Tomas Kohanim. But what we know from here is that Rashi says it's not just going on the Gedolim not to become Tame through a mace, but it's telling the Gedolim you have to make sure that the Kitanim also don't become Tame the mace. That would mean that if, um, if someone passes away in a Kohen, it's not one of the seven relatives, a Kohen cannot go to the funeral, and there'd be an additional problem for a Kohen to take his child, even if they're one year old, to the funeral as well. Why? Because Lahazri Gedolim, Allah Kitanim. Where is that learned from? From the Lashon and more. The Gemara picks up on this in Yivamas, the Gemara there is trying to figure out uh, the uh, middle of a discussion of whether Bezdin is Mitzuvin Lahafrish, a cotton that's eating the Velas. It could be that a Bezdin doesn't just mean Bezdin, it means any adult. If an adult sees uh, a kid who's doing something like eating non-kosher food, is it the adult's responsibility is he commanded to tell the kid, you're not allowed to eat the nevela, you're not allowed to eat the trefa. Now, it's not talking about chinuch here. Let's say it's even not your, we're not talking about your child. Any adult sees, you know, some kids and they're eating things that are not um, kosher. Katan ochel nevelas is bezdin mitzuvin lahafrisho or ain mitzuvin lahafrisho. That's the question. Does Bezdin, someone who's not even part of the family, does that, um, does that, is it, is it a responsibility for an adult to get involved in the life of a cotton who's doing something like eating the velo? So the Gemara says, Toshma, it brings a, um, a brisa. It says when it comes to shkatsim and ramashim of eating, you know, uh, insects and, and bugs and things of that nature, the psukim the, are, are, are mentioned many, many times in the Torah. So the, why is it mentioned one more time? Lo sochlum. So chazal darshan lo sochlum doesn't just mean that you can't eat them, but lo sa'achilam, you also can't, you have to make sure that they're not being eaten by someone else. Well, we're not talking about not being eaten by an adult. They themselves are responsible not to eat the veil of So the Gemara says, no, what it means is not only can you not eat shkatsim, not only can you not eat treif, but you also cannot, you also are responsible to make sure that ketanim also should not be eating treif. The Gemara says, what does it mean that you're not resp- you're responsible to make sure that a five-year-old is not eating shreif? How do you, what does that mean? So the Gemara says, my love, the amaluhu, lo sochlu. You see what it means? That if you see them eating something, that's shkatsim mushroom, that's the velus of you have to say something. You have to say, hey, excuse me, you know, this is not kosher, you're not allowed to eat it. You have a responsibility to tell even a katan that he's doing something wrong by eating this, uh, by eating this food. The Gemara says, no, that's not what it is. So you see from there, the Gemara says, you see from there that a, an adult is responsible to uh, prevent a child from eating something that's not kosher. That's what Gemara says. The Gemara says, no, that's not what it means at all. You know, when it says, lo sa'achilum, that you're not allowed to, um, that you're responsible to make sure that even a child is not eating something that's not kosher, it doesn't mean that you have to say something if they're doing something wrong. You know what it means? It means that you can't go into the store and buy the non-kosher food and give it to the child. Listen, for an adult, you have to, you have to keep kosher. Kosher is more expensive. So for the adults, we'll pay the big money for, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the kosher shchita. But for the children, the children are not mechoyev, and especially the children who are under the age of Higiel Achinach. So for the one-year-olds and two-year-olds, does it really matter if they get the kosher baby food or the non-kosher baby food? It has to be glat kosher. Or I can't. So I'll get the non-kosher baby food. It'll cost me, you know how much money you could save a whole year? You probably save $17 the whole year. So therefore, what do I always say? Let me just go ahead and I'll get the non-kosher, maybe more, maybe maybe $17.50. So you get, the, you, get, you get the food and you feed it. So the Gemara says, nope. If you're actually going to be feeding, you take the baby food and you do the whole airplane thing, that's what the Gemara says, if you see them eating it on their 
road, it's not your responsibility to go over and say something. But for you to actually to actually feed the kid, to actually tell the kid, here's the food, put it in front of him, or actually take the spoon and put it in the kid's mouth, that you can't do. So that's the Gemara back and forth. The Gemara concludes for sure, everybody agrees that you can't actually feed even a young child something that's that's uh, that's not kosher. And then the Gemara goes further. Same thing when it comes to dam. There's a halacha that a Jew is not allowed to eat dam behema. You're allowed to eat dam adam. If a person's bleeding on his finger or a person's bleeding on his lip, you don't have to start spitting it out. As long as it's still attached, you know, you sometimes, you, you, you know, you get a cut, you put it in your mouth, that's not going to be an issue. The moment it comes off your body and it goes onto an apple, then you have a problem either a button to eat that apple. That's called dam shapirish. Then it's a problem. But if it's on your skin, dam behema, you're not chayev on, you're not chayev on dam odom like dam, dam behema, that's really a, uh, that could be courage depending upon which dam you're eating. But, um, but, but dam odom is not going to be a problem. Even lechatchile, it's okay. And midrabanan, once it's off your finger, once it's off your lip, and it goes onto the apple, then you can't start to chewing on the apple. That's going to be a problem. But um, but dam but nefesh lo dam. Talking about dam chaya dam behema. So there, the Gemara says, what's called nefesh lo sochal dam? We already said this many times. It's to tell you that if you see a kid eating dam, that you can't say something. You have to say something. The Gemara says, no, no, that's not what it means. If you see a kid eating dam, you don't have to say something. You might want to tell the father to maybe take the kid to, you know, to, you know, to, to, to get some help. Who's eating dam? Although the truth is, I've heard, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that the, uh, the non-Jews at the slaughterhouse, that they, uh, that they eat the dam right out of the neck. That they shach the dam, they catch it in a, in a, in a cup, and they drink the dam. It's supposed to make them, supposed to make them strong. That's supposed to be a minhug of, uh, of people uh, who are in the, uh, who are in the non-kosher slaughterhouse. Lenny, is that true? Have you seen that? No. That's what I've, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. I've heard that. A lot they, of people who recommend drinking Drinking blood. blood. Yeah, for health reasons and things like that. Yeah, that, that's, uh, well known in certain parts of the world that that's what's done. But, but, Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, the Gemara says that it doesn't mean that you have to stop a kid from, uh, from doing something. It just means that you can't feed the kid dam. And then the third one, when it comes to Tomas Mace, you can't, you don't have to stop a kid from being, becoming Tomei Lamaisa. You don't have to stop a kid who's a Kohen of becoming Tomei Lamaisa, but you can't take him to the funeral. That's what the Gemara says. That's called lo litamiluhu biyadaim, lo lisluhu biyadaim. That's what we learn from lo sachilum. So we talk about, you know, you take a kid and you, and you, you know, you sort of, you put him right in front of the light and you smile at him and you point to the light. You're not doing anything, but he's doing something. So lechora, you would, but that would probably fall into the category of this Gemara of I'm not, I don't have. If he's doing malacha Shabbos, maybe I don't have to stop him, but to. To ask him and to, to really, you know, um, prod him to do the malacha, that falls under the category of los sachilim. Los sachilim. You can't, you can't, you can't feed him nevelos or trefus. You can't feed him dam. You can't take the cowing kid to the funeral. And you also can't have him open up the light on Shabbos. It sounds like it's pretty pushy. Although there are some poskim that say that the halacha minat Torah of los sachilim only applies to these three specific places where it's mentioned. So achilas dam, achilas shkatz muramashim, and uh, in which case we then are would have to ask ourselves so then what's wrong with asking a kid or is there anything wrong with asking a kid to turn on the light on Shabbos or to uh, do uh, you know to cook on Shabbos or do something like that what is there any particular iser that's specific to Shabbos that is not uh, that wouldn't fall under the even if it doesn't fall under the category of achilas cotton nevelos of los the truth is that the minchas chinuch is very very 
machmir in one particular area where he says that because of this halacha, you are not allowed to feed a kid food on Yom Kippur. Can't feed a, you can't feed a kid. How, how, how's the kid going to eat? So if it's a four-year-old, he'll find his way to eat. Let's say it's a six-month-old. What are you gonna, you're not going to feed the kid? Yeah, he's not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Yeah, but he's only a kid. Yeah, but he's only a kid when it comes to Tomas Meis too. He's only a kid when it comes to Achilas Dam too. He's only a kid when it comes to Achilas Nevelos Utrefus too. So he's only a kid when it comes to Yom Kippur. You can't eat, and therefore you can't have him. You can't. He wants to eat. You don't have to stop him. You can't feed him food on Yom Kippur. So of course you'll say what most of the posts can say that the Minchas Chinuch is not correct. Why? Because there's a fundamental difference between Achilas food on Yom Kippur and Achilas Dam Shkatsim during the of the year. What's the difference? Not just an alternative. Huh? Huh? So first of all, the, at the doctor, of course, says kids have to eat. It's a kind of Okay, so that's a six-month-old. What about a four-year-old? Can you make can you make the food for a four-year-old? There, he can do it himself. It's not sakanas nefashas. So there, maybe so the six-month-old sakanas nefashas. You can't have him starve. But for a four or five year old, he's lahi gilachinach, but he'll definitely find stuff in the, uh, in the cabinet. So maybe you should not be able to feed him. So Sakaras Navajra is not going to work for the minute. What we do is we give the nine year olds, we give the nine year olds food. So how come that's allowed? That's real. Why? Why? What's the difference? Achilles cutting the Yom Kippur and Achilles Neval. Same thing. Not only that, but I'll tell you something else. To eat a, to eat a sheretz is not kares. What's the Israel of eating a sheretz? It's a love. It's a love. That's what, the, that's what the Chavetz Chaim points out. He goes, people think eating chazer is so bad. It's not a good thing to eat chazer, but saying Lashon Har is a lot worse. You say Lashon Har, you're over on what? 17, 16, 17, possibly, potentially 17 lavim. You eat a piece of chazer, a kazais of chazer, you're over one lav. One lav. So what's, what's, what's worse? Chazer, we won't even come close to. Lashon Har is like, you know, you know, every, you know, no problem, as long as, you know, as long as it's true. What? That's the answer. That's that's the that's the the brisker answer. The brisker answer is you have to distinguish between those things where the food is definitionally a davar iser. There's something. There's a problem with the chepza. Matter of fact, we would often say that there's a. I don't know if this is related, but it probably is that if someone eats trefus, there's actually an impact that it has on his neshama. It's called timtum halev. Somebody saying Yom Kippur. It's not, I mean, it might have an impact on his. You know, on his religious personality, but there's no timtum halev. There's nothing wrong with the food itself. The food is 100% kosher. The zman of Yom Kippur, of Yud Tishrei, is mechaivas not to eat that food, but Yud Al Tishrei you can eat, and Test Tishrei, it's a mitzvah to eat. So therefore, that type of Avera, of eating Yom Kippur, would not apply to a cut. As a matter of fact, only things that apply to a cotton would be those things that are uh, objectively problematic because they're isuri kefza. Something happens to the child itself. He's eating something treif. He is becoming tame lemes. There's actually something happening to his to his halachic person. Eating on Yom Kippur, he's doing something wrong. 
He's not doing something wrong because he's done the bar mitzvah. But even if I would eat, if we would eat Yom Kippur, we're doing something wrong, but there's no problem in the chayfas. Nothing happens to the body. Nothing happens to the tomb of the tahara. Nothing happens to the lev, the timtam alev. So on those things, there's no problem. There's no iser on the chefza ha'ochel, and therefore it would not be a problem. So first of all, sakonos nefashos. And second of all, there's no, it's only a problem, this whole halacha that you can't feed, you can't force, you can't push, you can't prod a child to do an iser, only applies to things that are isuri that's what the post can say, yes. The Mechaschina had children, yes, yes. Yeah. They are, they are, I know, I, I know that there are grandchildren, there are grandchildren who live in Eretz Israel by the name of Babad, Mrs. Babad. Right, right, right. She's actually a, uh, they're very, right, they're very thin, they're very thin. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong. I'm trying to become thin myself. <laughs> this is not chinuch. This is more than. This is not an israel chinuch. This is a love of feeding a child something that's strife. It's, it's a din of los achilum. So maybe it should apply. The answer is it doesn't apply because it's not it's not israel What about waiting between milk and meat? You have to you have to wait six hours for a uh, for a child. How about how about how about three hours? We'll go Dutch, you know. Uh, how, huh? All things in Minog. All things in Minog. So if you look at Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, he says, Up to three years old, don't wait at all. Don't, don't cook meat and milk together and feed it them. You'll be over on many years because you can't cook meat. But you feed, you feed meat. And then you get, you know, wait a minute, I guess, a few minutes, and then you feed the milk, no problem. They need the milk. Up till six, even to wait an hour as a chumrah. So up until six, Rabbi Yaakov Paskins, to feed a kid meat and then to feed him milk is not a problem. It doesn't, you shouldn't feed the mamish together, but you should, uh, you don't have to wait. Wait a few minutes. And if you tell me, but there are those who hold that not only does it apply that you can't feed an isra to a child who's under bar mitzvah, who's under higiyah lechinuch, who's four or five, who's two or three, even an isra derabbanon, that's a shayla. Whether this whole halacha applies only to yisurei deraisa or even to yisurei derabbanon. What about dam shebishlu? If you had dam that was cooked, most of the posts can say that that's only an isra derabbanon. Dam that's, when I say raw, dam that has not been cooked is an isra deraisa. Dam shebishlu is isra derabbanon. So you take the dam of an animal, it gets cooked up in the pot, and then you feed it, it's only Nisra Rabbanon. That also you can't do because the halacha of lo sachinam applies to Yisurei the Rabbanon also. So if, if true, so then maybe you shouldn't feed the kid milk and then meat afterwards. Because it's not even in the Rabbanon, the whole thing's in Minog Bialma. Let's read the Lashem. Ve'afafi elu, even according to those in Osvav, the osula hachil akadon af Yisur the Rabbanon. Even those who hold that you can't feed a cotton, even in Nisra Rabbanon, ain't benidon enu af Yisur the Rabbanon. It's the fact that we wait is only a din it's only a din a minhog it's only a it's only a it's a harchaka it's to keep us far away from the avera but it's not even considered a rabbanon it's considered a harchaka therefore when it comes to this halacha we want to not be in violation at all if he didn't wait between milk and meat when it comes to a trial so you don't have to wait once he becomes seven eight nine he's ready so then you have to start you know easing him into the halacha whatever your particular minhog is yeah. Well, yeah, but it's but it's happening on his uh, on his, his something's happening to him. 
but it's a gavra, but something's, something's halachically changing that, you know, there's like a halos that takes place on his body that now he becomes tame. So there is, it's not an isr chefsa in the sense of that something, it's, a din, it's not a din in the mace, but something does happen to the person who becomes tame. So on that type of isr, where it's an isr chefsa or something, or the person himself actually changes, not just does it out there, but there's a halachic change that takes place, then you have the halach of losachilu. So now, the question that the Mepharshim asks is as follows. This is the question that the Mepharshim asks. Okay, so wait one second. We see that lo sachilum applies in many different cases. It might even apply to Yisrael de Rabbanon. So, what about when it comes to Shabbos? Does it apply with regards to Shabbos? Can you ask or tell a child to do a malacha for you on Shabbos? Or even for themselves on Shabbos? <clears throat> So you can look at this whole sugi and say, Lo when does it apply? When does it not apply? It applies to Dam, it applies to Nevelim, Utrefish, Katsumurumashim, and it applies to Tomas Mace. It doesn't apply, according to all the Palestinians, to eating on Yom Kippur. It doesn't apply to waiting between milk and meat. What about Shabbos? Shabbos is a very serious Isser. It's hard to call it an Isser Chefza, I'm not sure, we'll have to see. So does it apply to Shabbos? Does it not apply to Shabbos? What? There's no Tim Tamalev when it comes to Shabbos. It's Chiv Skila, but there's no Tim Tamalev. Right? So, so, it doesn't apply to Shabbos. Because if it doesn't apply to Shabbos, then maybe we should be allowed to, right, to tell the child to, to do Malachim for you. Right? But everybody, would you agree with that? Tell them directly. No, 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 no. Tell them directly. Tell them directly. Turn on the light, turn off the light. You know, cook this, that. You can tell them to do osa shnei bateniri. Any of the malachas, right? So, why is it better or worse? You mean? I'm not talking about the rabbanon. Is there a problem in our Torah to tell a kid? Well, let's see. Is it part? So, what we would do is say, is it part of lo sachinum? Is it more like? Is Shabbos more like dam tumasmeis, or is it more like achilas achila beyom kipper? Right? That's, that's maybe what we'd want to discuss, right? So the truth is, that's not the direction we want to go in. At all. Why? Because, forget about all that. Forget about the whole Gemara Yavamas. Because <laughs> a lot of the Achronim ask this exact question. They say, maybe you should not be able to tell a child to do Malach on Shabbos because of Los Achilum. It falls into that category. But the funny thing is, there's a Pasuk in the Torah. And the Pasuk says almost very, not almost very clearly, Pasuk says, seems to say very clearly, if you look at Shmos Parachaf, what's Shmos Parachaf? Let's remember this important Pasuk. Where's Shmos Parachaf? Aseras Hadibras. Aseras Hadibras is a pretty important Pasuk. I mean, all Pasukim are important. But Yom HaShvi, Shabbos LaShem Elokecha, Os Zayin, Lo Sase, Kamalacha, Atta, who's Atta? You. That's the Bar Mitzvah boy. Talking about to the person, ata, you're the adults. Uvincha, uvitecha. Your son and your daughter also came to Malacha. Let's talk about bincha uvitecha. Are we talking about bincha uvitecha who are, you know, 15 year old boy, 16 year old girl? Is that bincha uvitecha? Are we talking about bincha uvitecha? Nine-year-old girl, nine-year-old boy. We're talking about Vinchovitecha, two-year-old girl and two-year-old boy. Three possibilities. Now the truth is, on a level of Menachar, there's only two possibilities. Because Higilachinach and Lohigilachinach, we're probably not going to make that distinction on a level of Menachar. 
But Allah what we really want to know is this puzzle referring to adult children or minor children? Very important question. Because if it applies to minor children, then that would mean as follows. Forget about the Pasuk Lo Sachilum, which is like this general Pasuk, which we want to, which, which is written by Shkatsim Uramashim, we want to apply it to Shabbos. Would that halacha also apply to telling a kid to do Malach of you on Shabbos? Forget about that. We have a Pasuk on the Torah that says you can't have a child do Malach of you on Shabbos. Or does it only mean, no, it's talking about adults. You can't do it. And you have to be sure to make sure that even your adult children, but they have their own command not to do Malacha. Yes, they have their own command not to do Malacha. And you have a separate command to make sure that your Adult children don't do malacha. So if your adult children would do malacha, there would be two things that would happen. One, they'd be in violation of Shabbos. And two, you'd be in violation of having, of making, of, of allowing your adult children to be mechal Shabbos. Now, is that what it means? Or does it mean you have to make sure that even your ketanim, even the minor children don't do malacha on Shabbos? So let's take a look. If you turn the page, it sounds very, very clear. In the mechilta, right? That says as follows. What's the next? It can't be more clear than this. Elu Hakatanim. Mark says, oh, wait, wait a second. Or maybe it's the Gedolim. It can't be the Gedolim. Because the Gedolim are part of what Pasuk? Atah. The Gedolim are Atah. They're already commanded. So you don't need a separate... So the way I said it before is not correct. It's not that the, the, the Pasuk is referring to the Gedolim and it's your responsibility to make sure the Gedolim don't do Malacha. They have their own problem. That's not your problem. You know what your problem is? Your problem is... Oh, so we have a special... Forget about Lo We have a special Pasuk telling me that a person has to be make sure that his children don't do malachi either. What age children? Even ketanim. What age? It sounds like all ages. All ages. You have to make sure they don't do malachi. Your nine-year-old can't do malachi, and your two-year-old also can't do malachi. If you see your two-year-old doing malachi, you have to stop him. Lecha'ora. Is that what it means? Or does it just mean that you can't command him to do malachi? So if he's doing malacha on their own, that's two years old. I don't have to. It's not. There's no chinuch. He's not higiyah chinuch, and he's two years old, and he's doing it on his own. So that's not a problem. But if he looks at me and he says, "Would you like me?" To, and I walk into the into the room, and I see it's dark, and I say, "Oh man, I forgot to leave the light on." And my four year old says, "Oh," and he starts to walk over. He's about to turn on the light, and he looks at me for a big smile, and I go like this, and I put my thumb up, right? So that. Would be the, no, if he's doing it on his own, not, maybe I don't have the responsibility. But if he's doing it bidas aviv, so then it's my responsibility to say, no, 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 don't do it at Shabbos. Not allowed to do it. Why? What's the, what's the source? Not because lo sachilum. Because of lo Because it's very clear in the Mechut, we're talking about ketanim. Yes? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. That's right. That's what we were just distinguishing. Maybe it's only if I if I walk in and I say, "Oh, I wish I would have left the light on." He does it for me. Maybe there it's only a problem. But if he does it on his own, it's nothing to do with this. 
himself. For himself? Okay. Maybe, maybe, we're going to see that the Rashbah makes that distinction when it comes to Yisurei Durabonon. We have to we have to get there, but the Rashbah Paskins, the Biralacha brings this down. Many poskim disagree, but the Rashbah says if a cotton is doing malacha for himself and it's an isadurabanan, that's not a problem. So you want him to bring a magzer or a siddur, there's no eruv. You want him to bring a siddur for you to shul, right? So he's doing it for you, right? So that you can't do. Uh, there's no eruv. I mean, so that's exactly why you can't do it. Ah, but there's no, there's no Rishus Arabim. Nowadays we assume, even though it's not so true, not so true, because we have many Paschim Paschim that Brooklyn's a Rishus Arabim Daraisa. We have other Paschim Paschim that Manhattan's a Rishus Arabim Daraisa. So there are Rishus Arabim. But generally speaking, this problem, Tinek, would not be a Rishus Arabim Daraisa. So not Rishus Arabim Daraisa. So then, uh, so then it's only the Rabbanon. So for him to bring the Siddur for himself is not a problem. Because the whole thing is the Rabbanon, and he's doing it for himself, but if he's doing it for you, it's a problem. That's, that's where the distinction comes in. The Rajbah has that distinction. Others disagree. Let's look at a Gemara in, in, uh, in Shabbos, Daf, Kuf Kof Aleph, and we'll see something very amazing. What the Gemara says as follows. Nachri, the Gemara distinguishes between a Goy and a Katon. Nachri, Shabalachabos. You have a fire. Now, I always, it's a little hard to understand. But in those days, the Gemara talks about fires on Shabbos where you're not allowed to distinguish, extinguish the fire. You can't extinguish the fire. Why not? It's not a, it's not a Sakonos Nefashos. So it's only a Hefzid Mamon. So you can't, you can't do a Malacha, even, uh, even, it sounds like even a Malacha de Rabbanon for a Hefzid. Nowadays, we don't assume like this. We assume every fire, unless you're somewhere in the desert, you know, and there's a fire that's, there's nothing around it, nothing's going to catch. If there's a fire, you put it out. I wouldn't wait too long to ask a Shiloh if there's a fire in the house. Right? That's not a good idea. The same way you don't ask a Shiloh when it comes to Bikuach Nefesh. Someone is sick, and they're not, and they have a terrible study. You think they may have an ulcer, something like that. You say, I don't know, maybe I should call the Rav. I don't want to call. I want to bother him from the meal. And at that point, he's bleeding. You know, like, so that's, you know, you speak to doctors, and I remember there was someone who had a cut on his arm. It wasn't, it didn't look like the deepest cut, and I was speaking, I think, to Dr. Horowitz. And I said, I wasn't sure. It's, you know, it's not such a deep cut. He goes, you don't wait. That's mamash sakonas nefashos. There could be an infection. You don't ask questions. So from then on, I said, if there's something that looks like and smells like sakonas nefashos, you don't ask questions. You always ask questions later when it comes to pikuach nefesh. So, so too, a fire today, you don't ask questions when it comes to a fire. You put out the fire and then you say, did I do it right? Did I not do it right? Presumably you did it right. But in those days, it's very interesting. You have a fire. I don't know, you hear, you hear communities that burnt down from a fire. Half communities burned down from a fire. I don't know. It's very, very interesting what was going on back then. But the fire was not considered, by definition, obviously today we don't like this. But anyway, the Gemara does say, that comes to extinguish, and there's no sakonos nefashos. There's no sakonos nefashos at all. Everybody's out of the house. Everybody's out of the house. There's no sakonos nefashos, and your house is not connected to any other house, and there's no wind that's going to come and blow the fire and burn down the next guy's block. So there's no sakonos nefashos. So ain't omrim lo so the Gnachi comes, he comes with his hose, you know, he's ready to start extinguishing the fire. So you can't tell him extinguish the fire. You're not allowed to tell him why. It's a Although if he's extinguishing the fire, you don't have to tell him to stop. <laughs> but look at this. But a cotton who comes to extinguish a fire. You're not allowed 
to allow him to extinguish the fire. He's not allowed, you're not allowed to let him go for, he comes with his hose, he's ready to extinguish the fire, he's gonna start doing malacha, you have to stop him. Why do you have to stop him? Because the Lashon of the Gemara is, of the Mishnah, Because his Shvisa, his resting, his responsibility to keep Shabbos, he's a katan, is on you. So the Gemara says, you see from here again, you see from here, that a katan who's doing something wrong, you have to stop him. We have this discussion in Yavamas. You see that if a cotton's doing an Avera, that an adult has to step in and say, you know, I'll do the Avera. It's, it's not even, the Gemara says, no, 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 we're not, you have to understand, Rabbi Yochanan says, we're talking about a cotton who's doing this for his father. It's not just a regular kid who comes across with a shovel. You know, do you want me to shovel your, your snow? Do you want me to put out your fire? This is your child, a cotton, who's doing it, Ladas Aviv. So there you have to stop him. What's the difference if it's a cotton who's doing it for his father or if it's a regular cotton out on the street? Why should there be such a distinction? This is a little bit unclear. What's going on? Why is there a difference between a cotton who's doing it for his father or a regular kid on the street who's a cotton who's extinguishing the flame? So the poshid answer is, what's the posh? This is the simple answer. The simple answer is as follows. If it's a regular cutting on the street, that's not my responsibility of shvisa. It's not ata, it's not bincha, and it's not bitechas. I don't have to stop him. I don't have to stop him. But if it's my child, so then that falls under the category of what? Ata, u bincha, bitecha. That's an isidoraisa. And it might even be an isidoraisa of Shabbos. That's much, much more serious. And that could be what the Gemara means here. There was a sefer, the Achiezer. The Achiezer, who was the Achiezer? Rav Chaim Moser Gredzinski, the, the, uh, the Gadol Hador, Posik Hador in Vilna in the 1920s, 1930s. So he has in his sefer the following question. And we'll give, we'll give two answers. It's a very important question, and he has two answers. We already alluded to the question before. Why do you need a Posik to tell me clearly that you can't have a, a child do malacha for you on Shabbos? If you, if he's doing it for you and he sees you that you're, you want him to do the malacha and you don't stop him, why do you need a special pasuk to tell me that you're in violation of lo sasa ata, malacha ata uvincho vitecha? Just say it's a problem because of lo sachilum. You can never feed, you can never allow, you can never give, you know, food that's trafed to a, to, to, a, to a kid. So I'll tell you, you can't allow him to do malacha for you on Shabbos. Anybody want to try and answer? I think even the way I, I pose the question might allude to an answer. And it could be that the halacha of lo sachilum, like the trefus, is when you, you take the fork and you put it in his mouth. On Shabbos, the pasuk comes along and tells me, not only can you not take his hand and put it right by the light and have him, you know, turn on the light, but you can't even stand back and look at him and sort of give him a thumb up. You can't even, you know, stand there and if you know that he's doing it for you, even if you haven't actually put it in his mouth, even that's the problem of Lo Sasa Kamalach. Because Lo Sasa Kamalach comes to add, not only can you not actually physically feed him the problem, but even if you know that he's doing it for you, you have to stop him. That's why you need the Lo Sasa Kamalach. But the Briskarov says something a little bit differently and very important. This was Shachta told me many years ago, probably I remember 15, 20 years ago, probably longer. I was in the base Medrash and I asked him this, we were discussing this question and he said, the Briskarov said, so let's learn the Briskarov inside. Take a look at Oskud Beis from the Achiezer. He asks this question. Why do I need the Pasuk of Los Asakobalacha? Let it be a problem of Los Achilom. Take a look. He looks at, we say, from Mutzel Meyesh. So Rav lived about 200 years ago. 
where he, uh, he writes Tama, the Zutz of Ayesh, of Yisachar Beresh, Yisachar Beresh writes, Why do I need a special posse to tell me that a cotton can't do Malach on Shabbos? Ba'osah al doing it for his father. Shehu ke'en sviyabiyadayim, that's like feeding him treif. The Nelef Mikol Yisrei Torah Shesvibar, you don't need a special posse. It falls under the general category of Lo Sachilum. So what's the answer? Very, very strong answer. The answer is as follows. If you only had the Pasuk Lo Sachilum, that you can't have a cut and do a malacha or an iser, you can't ask or you can't be mitzavah, you can't command the cut to do an iser, then he, you would be in violation of the iser of Lo Sachilum. What's Lo Sachilum? It's this general iser that says that a gadol can't command the cut to do an avera. Now that you have lost Sasako Malacha, not only have you been in violation of an Aveira if you have a cut and do Malacha for you, but you're in, vi- you're in violation of a Malacha of Shabbos. And there's a big difference if you're in violation of a Malacha of Shabbos as opposed to being in violation of a Isser. What's the difference if you're in violation of Shabbos, you're in violation of an Isser? What's the difference? The difference is that if someone's a Machal Shabbos, much bigger problem. Someone doesn't have Aveira, okay, so he doesn't have Aveira. Someone's a Machal Shabbos, there's a lot of halachic ramifications of that. So the story goes, as I brought down, if you take a look, Vashamati. You have this on page three? On page two? I'm sorry, that's my own side. My, 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 my. Let's see, one second. Page three. He's quoting from Chaim Velazhin the following. The, I'm sorry, page three, page three, fifth line. Page three, fifth line. Hagon Chaim Velazhin. So the Achiezer says he heard from Chaim Velazhin, and then he's going to say a story about the Briskarov. This is why you need a special pasuk to tell me that you can't ask a child to do malacha for you on Shabbos. Why not just say it's lo sachilum? It's but this general halacha. No, the mishum the lav the lo tachilum lo havi el isa bialma. Because it was lo sachilum, it'd be a general listener. You can't have a, you can't ask a non, you can't ask a kid to to do an avera. Amash enkim mishum lo sasa kamalacha havi isa Shabbos the chomer. I think that, I'm not sure, I don't remember where, I, I, I know the Minchas Asher, Rav Asher Weiss brings this down. I don't know if the, I don't think the Yachiezer brings this down, it doesn't make sense. So I think that the brisk, the, 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 this I quoted from the Minchas Asher. The Eruv fell down on Shabbos. So people, if you know about it, you know, or it was down for a few weeks, so you can't carry, you can't carry so there was a guy who wasn't carrying his kid was carrying him so the Grizz called him and he says if you have your kid continue to carry for you on Shabbos I'm going to have to not only um, I'm going to have to say that the wine that you touch is Yayin Nesach why? because you're not just being you're not just in violation of an Avera you're now Mechal Shabbos it's not just Lo Sachilum it's Los Asakamalacha. Los Asakamalacha is a din of Shabbos. Now, it's not Chil Shabbos to the extent of you doing Malacha yourself, but it falls under the category of a Chil Shabbos. A Chil Shabbos, a Chal Shabbos, his Shechita is not a good Shechita. 
He's not, no, he tells him. He tells him. You know the That's exact. That's what he says, right? His kid is a his kid is a four year old. So if you continue to do this, this is not lo sachim. This is lo sach The shchit is not a good shchit, and the yain is stam. You know, now we have a yain nesach problem. You're considered a machal shabbos. Does that mean? Vesebo him lo yechtel miad. If he doesn't stop immediately, choshesh uboli yenu sheosur kedin yain The Rebbe Weiss is a mistopic bezei. Says he doesn't really think that doing malacha through your son is a real din of, of chil shabbos. So that yain is yain nesach. But that's what the that's what the uh, the briskarov said. So now you understand why you need a special pasuk. No, he warned him. He warned him. He warned him. He warned him that if he doesn't stop, he's going to be chosher. That is yayin is yayin nesach. Now, by the way, by the way, there's another answer that's given. We'll end with this and we'll continue. There's another answer that's given that uh, the reason why lo sachinim wouldn't apply because uh, doing malacha idea cotton is not really a malacha shabbos. Because you know that Shabbos requires Malachas Machshevis. You have to have a certain level of Das to do Malachas Shabbos. So when a cotton does Malacha, it's really never a violation of real Malachas Shabbos. So that's why I need a special posse to tell me that I can't do Malacha Aydem, my son, because if I just had Losachilim, it wouldn't be a problem. The same way we said before, that it's not a problem to, to feed the kid on Yom Kippur, because it doesn't fit into Losachilim. Shabbos also wouldn't fit into Losachilim, because it's uh, a cotton's Malacha is nothing, because he doesn't have the proper das, the proper machshava to do Malacha. And therefore, I need a special posse to tell me that I can't ask my son to do Malacha on Shabbos. So it comes out, Lamaisa, that if one were to ask his child to do malach on Shabbos, the whole first half of the year doesn't really apply. Lo sachilum, you can't, it's, it's like dam, it's like shkats, and forget about that. You have a pasuk in the Torah that says, lo sachilum malach, ato vincha vitech, and the chilta says that includes even kitanim. So even if when they're doing the malach, it's not even malach, it's makshavis, the pasuk says, you can't have a child do malach for you, period. There almost should be no, there should be no exceptions to the rule. And that's why when Rabbi Brookhammer was asking, is there a difference if he's doing it for himself, not doing it for himself? I don't know, it says, lo sachilum it sounds like even if he's doing it for himself, you should have to stop him. So the Rashba says, maybe by a Durabanon, a Durabanon doesn't, it doesn't fall into this category of Losan. Maybe that's only talking about Malachas the So the Rabbanon, if he's doing it for himself, so then maybe that's not called Losas, but for all other cases, there will be a real problem to ask a child to do Malachas for you. Yes? If the Rishkara said that if you don't stop, yeah. Yeah. So that that it is absolutely Nisid Raisa. You know, and we know from where? From the Pasuk and the Torah. No, no. Mechamer, Shvisas Behemto. You have other 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 aspects of Shabbos. It's it was it's not an Israskila. It's similar to what the post can say by Yahar Vayavur. And Yahweh Yavur is only by the three Averis. Then you have certain halachas that are Avodazara, but they're not Avodazara, it's Ruskilis. Avodazara, which is an Isidur Abonan of Avodazara. It's a Harchak of Avodazara. No, I'm saying, but some posts can say that even a Durabbanon, even a Marasayan of Avodazara is Yahweh Yavur. How can it be Yahweh Yavur? It's only, it's only a Marasayan. It's a Marasayan that fits in the category of Avodazara. That's what we call Abizrayo da Avodazara. Abizrayo da Gilead Rayos. It's in that, if it's in that world, 
So then, even if it's not Isidoraisa, it still fits into that category, and Yahad Vayavah would apply. So therefore here, it's true it's not an Isra skill of Shabbos, it's only a, it's a love of Shabbos, lo sasakam alacham, at vinchavitecha. But since it's Shabbos, it's still in the category of Shabbos, so all the chumras of Shabbos will apply, even though the maisa vera is not as chumra as a regular malachas of Shabbos. It's an isodaraisa of Shabbos, and we call it chil Shabbos, but it's not isoskilosha. You won't be, you won't be chayv misa for it, but you'd still be in the world of Shabbos, in which case, your yayin would be yayin. That's according to the briskarov. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. How far does it extend? It's not your child. You see that doesn't. That's not this. That's not. That's correct. That's correct. Then you have to get to the sugya. Well, if you see your child doing something wrong, do you have to say something that depends on? Do you hold bezdin mitzuvin lahafrisho But that's not the sugya. If it's not your child, it's not bin chovitech. If it's your child, then it's bin. If it's not your child, then you have to say, "Am I responsible to to have another?" Ch- and even if I would ask him to do it for me, it wouldn't be bin chabitecha. That would be a general halacha. Can you ask children to do things that are inappropriate? We assume that you shouldn't. Uh, there are certain situations where maybe you're allowed to. Okay, we'll continue uh, more. Have a wonderful affair.